This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and my lovely, amazing co-creator, Andrew. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> we are super excited that next time we will be recording, we will be together in place because I have an exciting trip to Miami planned for one of my good friend's weddings. And she's bringing her awesome girlfriend with her. So if Tanya, if you still listen to us, I'm really excited. We're going <laughs> to drink on the terrace and sit in the hot tub. And the, the hot tub in Miami sun does sound ridiculous, doesn't it? But we're still going to do it. I have a terrace at my house. I do love tubs, so I am in a plan. Um, I'm going to record in the hot tub, though. We'll record at your office, right? I, I think so. Air conditioning is a lovely <laughs> thing. Okay, good. It'll be hard to try to uh, control for all the bubbles and the editing. <laughs> you can edit the bubbles out. I, I can't even. I can't. I don't even know how to, to edit at all. <laughs> That's right. In case you didn't know, Spring and I, uh, our ability to use technology to do things like record and edit is mostly non-existent. Thank you, Podglomerate. Thank you for helping us sound like competent podcast people. We do have the most amazing network who is over uh, editing our show for us. Um, you may have noticed a drastic increase in the quality of our sound <laughs> since our first couple episodes. Yes, don't go back and listen to those. We should just re-record them. <laughs> we, we should, especially in that second one where I'm just sitting there talking about how awful I was as a young person and all the help I desperately needed. <laughs> Go listen to it, but don't. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so let's talk about so, our question for today. So what our is question, question today is, what is Vangie? I'm going to self-disclose that this was my question <laughs> because I have been seeing all the memes, social media mentions of Miss Vanjie and I knew it was from RuPaul, but I had no idea what was going on on the drag race or why we're talking about this. And so here we are. So um, I love all things drag. I love all kinds of drag. And when Spring asked me this question, I had an explosion. I gushed happiness all over the room because <laughs> finally we get to do a show all about drag. Um, Miss Vanjie, she's a drag queen. She was on this season, the 10th season, I think it is. And um, she was booted on the first episode for making herself look like a head and shoes with flowers between. It was an interesting look. But the reason why... Wait a minute. Miss Vanjie is not even on RuPaul's Drag Race anymore and everybody's still talking about it? Her exit was one of the craziest things ever. So what happened was she looked like an explosion of flowers and she walked backwards and she kept waving goodbye and she, and 
she said her name a whole bunch of times in a row. And that Miss Fangy. We can put a link to it in this episode. And, <laughs> and you can and it became this crazy social phenomenon. Uh, something that I've really loved over the past couple of years is that drag has always been sort of counterculture or subculture or something that's really unique to queer culture or gay culture. Um but over the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, it's really sort of jumped into mainstream and a lot of drag memes are now public memes. I don't know. So yeah. I, yeah, I think that not only is that great and exciting, but that's also very important for how our culture thinks about gender and how our culture thinks about, um, you know, our abilities to express gender in different ways. One of my favorite, like, so I love drag. I'm, I'm still speaking over myself in excitement. Um, uh, one of the reasons I've always loved drag is exactly what you're saying. I love things that either expand or break down the way that we play with masculinity and femininity. Femininity? Oh, it's too many. Being masculine or feminine. Um, but I don't know. I spent a lot of my life feeling kind of trapped in a little box about how I was supposed to look, how I was supposed to act, how I was supposed to interact with people, the words I was supposed to say, the way I was supposed to style my hair, the way I was supposed to act. Um, and those little boxes of gender, I, I mean, I think they're, they're kind of damaging to people being able to fully express how they feel. Um, and when I first encountered drag, it was in this Australian movie called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <gasps> <laughs> in, in case you didn't know, Spring's an Australian. I know she sounds like one. Um, I'm American and Australian, yes. Uh, but it was this really fun movie about three drag queens who get on a bus and drive through the desert. It sounds terrible if you describe it that way, right? Like drag queens on a bus in the desert in Australia. Um, that is that is one of Australians. Like if you speak to an Australian, like that are their favorite movie. I'm going to just blank it and say all Australians love it because it's such an important um, film, really. And in the, like, well, Guy Pierce is in it as a drag queen, and the guy who uh, plays Mr. Black on um, what's that movie with the Matrix? The Matrix. That's it. I'm really bad at movies. <laughs> like the, Mr. Black on the Matrix. He's also an elf in Lord of the Rings. But these people got their start as drag queens in this crazy Australian movie. Um, and then there are a couple other drag movies that came out a little bit later. Um, to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Uh, where you get to see Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo um, and Wesley Snipes all dressed up as drag queen. I don't know. So for me, it was this really like, wait, I don't have to be trapped in this little box. Um, so how old were you when you saw Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I, I was probably 14, maybe. So in high school, probably. Did it did it direct impact how you dressed or was it more um, just kind of yourself from this box like mentally so it it kind of did both uh, so I, at first I was just like oh my gosh these other things exi exist and then I had an art club at high school which was what you know where like all the art people got together and they threw an, a rave in the high school it was not the kind of rave that's coming to mind if you think the think about the word rave it was like a punch bowl and some like people bopping up and down music. But uh, I dressed in drag for the very first time ever and close to the very last time ever for that event. Like I got a size one leopard print polyester skin tight dress with fishnets. I looked trashy and terrible and I didn't really have makeup to put on, but enemies. There's pictures of it somewhere, somewhere. Um, and then a few other times, one time I, I dressed with my friend Ian. Uh, we stole clothes from our moms and we went to Walmart in drag. And then... Halloween once. And that was it. So I only really did three times. 
don't really even have a drag name. But um, but it was one of those things that really changed the way that I interact with. I go to drag shows all the time. I've drug spring to drag shows in New York and Miami and Atlanta. Um, Let's not say you dragged me there. Okay. I especially especially drugged me there. But um, no I, I love I love going to drag shows. Yes, you are the initiator over and over and over. <laughs> And, and when she's here in a week, we're going to be going on Sunday to drag brunch because it's so much fun. Um, and I think the other reason why I really love one of the many other reasons is that um, well, we didn't even say what drag is yet. For people who don't know what drag, what is what is what is drag? I, do you want me to answer? Yeah. Okay, fine. So, uh, drag it comes from. Uh, it, Shakespeare. Some people say it comes from Shakespeare, where he wrote it in the margins of his manuscripts, and it meant dressed as girl, uh, because only men could be actors. So they think that the word goes all the way back to then where the actors who are playing female roles were drag, like dressed as girl. Um, but drag has existed as far back as we can tell. Uh, there's ancient stories that talk about drag, but essentially drag is whenever somebody is dressing uh as the other gender most of the time, or the other biological sex, depending on how you want to look at it. So we are most often talking about drag queens, and specifically in RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a drag queen race. Um, Let's talk about kings for a second. So how common are drag king contests or drag king shows where um, people are dressing up as over-the-top masculine characters? So I, I mean, I've seen drag kings uh, at various shows and competitions around the country, but they are a lot more rare. And I think that gets back to those boxes I was talking about. Um, you can take portions of femininity. That word is hard. I don't know why I can't say it today. Uh, you can take portions of being feminine and you can explode them to beautiful, sparkling, absurd, sequined, covered, pearl, gemstoned wigs and fingernails. Like you can just keep growing that out. Um but if you do the same thing to masculinity, if you think about the people who are the most masculine, it's almost like you start stripping away like the bright colors. You you know, you get darker colors or maybe camo and you get muscles. But when you explode out masculinity, unless you're going village people level, right? Uh, it, it doesn't have the same kind of, um, there's, there's not as much like, I don't know, is it joy, expression? Um, and I also think women. Yeah. I think we're going to say the same thing. I think that part of it is that women can wear masculine clothing without an eyebrow being raised because, you know, pants are part of kind of normal wear for women as well. So when we try to take masculine and wear that, it doesn't, it's exciting because there isn't any social taboo around it whatsoever. Right. I mean, we see women in jeans and baseball caps and and button down shirts and just whatever you have um, pretty frequently. But when you see a man who's already six feet tall in six inch heels and a platform and a dress and a wig that's two feet tall, it's quite a spectacle. Right. And it's a spectacle. I think that and it plays with gender in a kind of fun way. Um, and I really like watching other people when they go to their first drag shows uh, because they sit there and at first it, it's a little intimidating. There's a lot going on. It's loud. It's raucous. Uh, the humor is usually a little bit dirty, but that's also why I love it. Um, 
Uh, but all of these things are kind of happening. But after people are exposed a few times, they really start to appreciate the the, the kind of intense glamour insanity um, that is drag. I was recently at a drag show where um, my cousin's boyfriend came with us and he had never been to a drag show and I didn't know before he had arrived. And uh, and she actually, I don't think until afterward and um and was saying how much he enjoyed it. And I, I was so surprised that, first of all, that he hadn't been to a drag show. I Maybe it's because you've taken me to so many. I thought it's something that everybody has done at least once in their life. But also, um, I... I kind of wish I had known because I would want to like talk through some more of like um, what was happening there and what he thought about it really. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he loved it. And I think that it is something that everyone should, you know, go to a live one at, we- at least once because it's a, a very fun experience to see that energy live. And uh, there are a lot of different kinds of drag, too. So one of the my other reasons I really love it is you can go to 10 different shows and you get 10 different experiences. Um, some kinds of drag, like there's fishy drag, and that's where the men who are dressing up uh, try to look as feminine as possible. So they try to essentially look like beautiful women. Um, there's all kinds of other sorts of drag where people are more clownish. There's some where people you know, only play with some masculine feminine features, like they might still have a masculine chest, but then padded hip. I mean, there's a million different ways that people can express it. Uh, so there is no one right or wrong way to do it. And it's a lot of, I mean, I think all of them are a lot of fun, especially if you go to one kind of show and there's a whole bunch of different ones. So, you know, you kind of get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually lived with a drag queen for, I'm going to do some shout outs. Is that okay today? Yeah. Shout out. I lived with Drag Queen. Um, I lived with Farrah Knight for five years. And uh, Spring knows Farrah too. Yeah. This picture of us all together, I think. I think Farrah is probably the first drag queen I ever saw and probably for sure ever knew. And uh, yeah, and Farrah and I are still best friends. And for her sister's wedding, um, Spring also knows Farrah's sister. Uh, sister requested that Farrah dressed in drag. So at her wedding did drag performances, like the full thing. And Farrah is six foot three or six foot four without heels and wigs and everything <laughs> like that. So in the middle of a room, it was like a, a giant disco ball drag queen. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, but it was super fun. And I mean, then I actually got to see the whole process. It is a lot of work, like watching someone go through like hours of makeup and tape and strapping and gaffing. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a lot of work to be uh, present as female in our society in general. Let's let's just talk for a second. But but yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Spring and I have gotten together to get gotten together. Have got oh my gosh, I can't talk. Have gotten together? No, oh my gosh, have not have gotten ready together. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we, we were not going to cut that out. So you can just listen to me fumble today. Uh, but uh, it takes us both a very long time. Yeah, to get ready. <laughs> ready. So why do you think people do drag? Like, I, I know why I love it. Why do you think people do it? I mean, I I can't answer this question very intimately, but um, I think that 
as you were talking about the idea of feeling stuck in a box and feeling like you don't quite fit in that box and feeling uncomfortable in that box, um, there are a lot of ways to break out of that, to express yourself, to um, try to feel more like yourself. And I think that um, dressing in drag and performing in drag is a way that a lot of people are kind of meeting that need, feeling um, like they don't have to conform to something society has told them. And so I think we not a lot of forms of, um, you know, kind of gender expression and self-expression to make sure that we all feel healthy and happy in our lives. And I think it's important to celebrate those and to, you know, keep, um, keep up the kind of support for anything like that. So, I mean, I'm not sure that that's the reason and everybody would, uh, drag perform and drag, but I think that that's one of what I can feel is a very important one um, socially and uh, sexually. Yeah. So it gives people a lot more opportunity to express themselves. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I think it's funny. Sometimes uh, there are quotes for movies like uh, a gay man who has too much fashion sense for one gender. Um, For some people, it's like they're putting on another persona who does things and says things that they don't feel they could ever do as their sex assigned at birth. So it kind of lets them flip around and um, and say and do thing gives them more freedom. Some people, it's a job. Some people, they do it because they like it as a profession. I don't know. I mean, I think there's probably a million reasons why people do it. <laughs> but I am a very ugly drag queen and um, it hurts. So I don't do it. The heels and the taping and the, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't understand why anybody wears heels, to be honest. Um, my girlfriend, I saw her in a pair of stilettos at a dance uh, thing we were at weeks ago, and I, I was just staring at her like, you're going to be on your feet all evening. What are you thinking? <laughs> As I was in my flats that I probably kicked off even though <laughs> to have a dance party in. Um, but yeah, I mean, painful for sure. <laughs> Heels do make people's legs and butts look different, too. Like, they change the whole thing, don't they? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... No, I'm, I, I don't know. Let's see. Anything else that we need to say? So, Miss Vanjie, that was the original question. She's drag queen. <laughs> drag's super fun. If you have the opportunity, it's really a nice way to spend a night. If you go, you should bring dollars to tip because most, most drag queens and kings, when they're working um, at a club or a bar or a brunch spot... Um, are working mostly for tips. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just a few bucks that when they walk by, you can give them a few dollars and, and help pay for their art. Um, and I, I kind of want to close, like, I don't have two, I mean, I could talk for like three more hours, talk about like Paris is burning and history and the drag queens at Stonewall. And those are all things that I will talk to you about if you ever come find me. But um, drag is also a kind of art, right? Like the, the way that people paint their faces, the kind of clothes that they wear, they're extraordinary. They're things that you would never see in real life. Um, it's like these beautiful, livable, movable, jumping off a stage into splits, or if you're in Miami, jumping off a double-decker bus into a split onto the sidewalk. I'm not kidding. It's real. You can look it up on the YouTubes. Um, I, I mean, it's like livable, breathing, beautiful, fantastic, over-the-top art. And <laughs> That was just beautiful. I just got chills. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
so I have a funny end for today in our period. So um, we mentioned earlier that spring is an Australian. And one of my favorite drag queens is a drag queen from Australia. And her name is Courtney Act. Um, and drag queens are usually a little bit punny or a little bit funny. When you hear Courtney Act, it doesn't sound like very much. So I thought maybe spring in your best Australian, tell us or, or, or just tell us about her. Tell us her name. Let me just uh, say that I lived in Australia for seven years. I am Australian. I cannot do an Australian accent. So I kind of hate Andrew for asking me to do this right now, but I will do it for the sake of the period. So tell us again what her name is. Courtney Act. Okay. In Australian, that would be, oh my God, I can't do it. (laughs) It would be... (laughs) Australians sound oh funny. God. They laugh a lot, apparently. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Um, caught in the act. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You are really good at Australian. Oh, my God. Yeah, so sometimes drag names don't translate between Australian and English. I didn't know there were different languages until Spring showed me that uh, right now. So, cotton. I can't. Cotton the act. act. Cotton the act. There we go. Cotton the <laughs> act. There's a lot of... I, okay, so if you're an Australian listener, if you would you like call to me? call in, record for us how an Australian would actually say it, we would love to hear it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. um, but if you do have any questions for us or want to talk to us at all, uh, you can reach out. You can get to us with email, the sexrap at gmail.com. You can call us on the phone, 413 uh, I wrap it. That's wrap with a W. Um, and then you can uh, reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Wrap it. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.